welcome to Layout. Layout is a show about design, technology, and everything else. This week, we talk about my trip to California to spend time with my team. I have an official statement to make about the studio display. We check in on Until, the app that I've been working on as a side project. And then at the end of the episode, we talk about severance. This week's episode is sponsored by Around. Around is video calls that finally can be loved by teams. It's really great. It's a new take and it will really change the way you meet and connect with people remotely. So go check it out. It's around.co. Go learn more about them there. We'll also talk about it a little bit later in, into the show. So without further ado, here's the episode. And we're live. We are live. We're back. What happened? Where were you last week? <laughs> I was in California, Laguna Beach, to be more precise, um, to spend some time with my team, which was amazing. And as always, whenever I go to California, I'm like, why don't I live here? <laughs> it's like everything's nice. Weather is amazing. I ask that question every time I see an Instagram post from you or not really. But like during winter, when you post like, I don't know, some kind of like blizzard or something like, why do you live there? <laughs> yeah, that is a good question. <laughs> People here tend to say, oh, but it's, you know, it's nice to have various seasons. It makes you appreciate summer so much more and everything. I always think, is this just something we tell ourselves to feel better, to sleep better at night? <laughs> I think so. It's like, oh no, you appreciate life more when it's not nice all the time. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just so much better when it is nice, like a quarter of the time, maybe if you're lucky. I can't speak uh, much on this subject because I live in the Netherlands, not known for its beautiful weather as well. But it's a different kind of, uh, you know, I feel like in Canada, the weather is trying to kill you. And in the Netherlands, the weather is trying to make you feel miserable, just like annoy you. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> so also not great. And I moved, you know, from Portugal, which you know, the weather was, you know, pretty good. But yeah, it makes us appreciate the sun, doesn't it? Yeah, a bit too much. Anyway. When I arrived, I joked to people. I was like, hey, I'll be happy if I get a sunburn. <laughs> And I got like a massive sunburn <laughs> on my forehead. I put sunscreen, but there's a little line like right where my hairline is. Oh, yeah. That was bright red. How did you point it out? <laughs> and now it's peeling off. So so are you happy? Yeah, I was happy. <laughs> so yeah, it was fun. But there was really something about meeting people in person that no matter how many virtual meetings you have with them, like you never get to know people the same way as even just having one dinner with them them mm -hmm. so I, i really think that's just like an essential part of remote work is having these opportunities to get together with people in person and i think that really sort of like charges your battery so that when you can then come back home and then you know work together for another many months and like have that kind of energy and that you feel like you've bonded with your team and you have now like a bunch of inside jokes and it's just It really changes the feel. So, yeah, I really enjoy that. Oh, yeah. And that really carries on. Like, that feeling will last a while. Every meeting now, you know, video call feels a bit different, closer, right? Yes, absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Also, it's been a while since I've been in California. And uh, when we went to L.A., in the city oh my goodness there are a lot of scooters like everywhere on the sidewalks <laughs> it's 
It's unbelievable. I feel like it's gotten worse since last time I went. I never lived in a city where those scooters were allowed. They're littered everywhere. Jeez. Just like not even like standing up properly just like on the ground like upside down like just <laughs> everywhere it's just Ugh. an obstacle course and just looking at what percentage of people would use them i can guarantee you there is way too many of these <laughs> like i've seen maybe like one or two people using them and there's a ton of them everywhere so yeah i don't know what's going on with these scooters but i feel like i haven't heard anything about those scooters in a long time yeah. either people just made peace with it like this is our life now i never lived in a city where they actually like were illegal i think they tried a, a bunch of times here in amsterdam but it's never been legal so you just don't see them yeah i don't know yeah they were illegal in montreal for maybe two weeks <laughs> that was it we never saw them again but yeah scooters are the meerkat of (laughs) or like the clubhouse (laughs) wow (laughs) there's a name i haven't heard in a long time (laughs) remember when we would do live streams for random reasons i think i've only done like two i don't know i don't remember doing those it was pretty wild yeah like i remember i did one and i had like a couple hundred people just like random people just watch for no reason and i remember liking meerkat way better than periscope mm. i don't know yeah but i don't really remember the difference just a logo yellow <laughs> but i mean same thing with clubhouse right like it comes up everyone's like that's gonna be the next big thing and it <laughs> kind of creates an interesting community at the beginning mm-hmm. and it just fizzles out <laughs> yeah so. i'm about to launch a new app <laughs> Soon, uh, you are i mean no i mean yeah i mean never mind <laughs> is this the secret project that we've talked about no no no, no, no. this is a long oh I see, I see i see i see but long is gonna be different oh yeah <laughs> a long is gonna take the world by storm i think really enjoyed seeing all of your tweet series of the different things you're exploring and i've been impressed by your ability to not default to the status quo Hmm. for a lot of these things and like hey like how can we approach things a little bit differently Hmm. so yeah it's been really awesome to watch you go through this having fun (laughs) i'm having a lot of fun i don't think i've ever felt this way in my career I do feel like I'm at the top of my game so far. Like the work I'm doing, I feel like this is the best like UI work I've put out ever. So that feels really good because it's usually, you know, it's like the almost the opposite of imposter syndrome. Well, not really because like, <laughs> forget that. But like it feels all right. This is a good place. Like I, I can do good work. And maybe it's also related to the fact that I'm a dad and I'm way more focused mm. uh, with the time I have. And I don't know. It's probably a mix of different things. But you know, I'm really excited to launch this soon maybe one day we'll see no promises nice yeah that's really exciting yeah i think it'll be great to have more users using the app and like 100%. be able to learn from how people are using it and seeing like i guess when's the first thing that will go viral on along <laughs> i think that'll be awesome same i have uh two little pieces of follow-up yeah kind of that i want to ask you about let's do it i hope follow-up is not going to take over the whole show probably not <laughs> but okay one let's start with one little thing and I really don't want to like revive this topic and milk this topic for it's like fifth consecutive episode or something. But I do notice that you are not moving. Your picture is not moving. I can only assume that you've returned your Apple Studio. Look at that image quality. It's fine. <laughs> I would say it's ultra fine, actually. Um, yeah. So I have an official statement. Okay. <laughs> to make on the studio display. From the desk of Kevin Clark. Yeah, and I've had many, many conversations on Twitter. And through even just what I've shared on Twitter, it was clear to me that a lot of people still didn't really get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh, y'all aren't going to make me write a blog post about it, aren't you? <laughs> 
I'm hoping I can now just send him this this audio. This is your blog post. Yeah. The audio blog post with my official statement. <laughs> All right. So problems with the studio display. Number one, center stage moves a lot while you use it, even for simple use cases. So you take a glass of water to drink the water, your camera is going to be panning around. You're shifting in your chair the camera is going to be moving. This is distracting. I've had, granted, I'm in meetings all day. I've had so many people talk to me about, what is going on with your camera? <laughs> Why is it constantly moving around? Like, Or sometimes I'll like notice someone will be talking about something and then I'll grab a glass of water and they'll just stop because <laughs> they'll just be distracted <laughs> by my camera to a point where I really felt self-conscious and like really didn't want to move too much. So one, center stage, it's distracting. That's why it's called center stage. In any meeting you're in, you are the center stage of this meeting. Everyone will be looking at you. I'm always the center of attention. Center stage of attention. Exactly. Um, second thing, in my setup, there's a hallway next to me. So this is... Can confirm. It's an enclosed space, but it's still a shared space. Yeah, like, like the 10% of your left edge of your camera, you can see that there's a hallway there. Exactly. Granted, not everyone is in that situation. Many people are in an office with a closed door where there's no one will ever be in the view of their camera. Mm -hmm. I'm in a situation where it's a semi-open space. And with that, with the feature of center stage, if someone passes by down the hallway, the camera will make damn sure that that person is in full focus. (laughs) (laughs) while they go grab something in the kitchen. That is not great. It's actually the opposite of what you want. It is completely takes the focus away of the conversation we're having to focus on something that actually should not be focused on at all. Should, in fact, it would be better if it could crop (laughs) that part out. And yeah, you can do the blur thing, but it still tries to zoom out to like focus on the person moving by. This is the deal breaker for me. I just couldn't deal with that. Mm-hmm. Like that is just like as soon as my partner walks by, mm-hmm. just like completely takes over the, the focus of the meeting. I can be in interviews. I can be in like important presentations or all sorts of things. It's just not acceptable. And there's not really a way for me to like angle the camera because it's wide angle. And so the reach is actually quite large. Something that a lot of people ask, can you turn off center stage? Yes, you can. If you turn off center stage, the crop is way higher on the screen than it should be. To some people, you can only see their foreheads. (laughs) In my case, you can see my entire face, but basically it's like neck up uh, and you kind of can't see my shoulders. It's not a good pleasing crop. So it doesn't look great. I've had many conversations with Rene Ritchie, with like lots of different Apple reporters. It seems like what Apple was going for there is showing as wide of an angle as possible while also minimizing the distortion. Because this is a wide angle, it's sort of like a fisheye kind of distortion Mm -hmm. around the image. Could they do additional software manipulation so that they can show a different part of the image? My feeling is I think so, probably, but I don't really know why they're not doing it. But it was confirmed to me that on the iPad, right? Like, is it the iPad Pro that has center stage? Yeah. If you do turn this feature off, it doesn't give you a normal cropped in version of the video feed. It gives you the full, as full as possible, wide angle view. Right. And so the thing that I want is let me turn off center stage and just show me the equivalent of 
a crop that the camera can already do with center stage but put it in the center and don't move never move Mm -hmm. this is what i wanted this is what i was expecting to happen when i turn off center stage it became clear to me that i do not think this is what apple was going for Mm -hmm. doesn't mean they will never add that option but it seems to be a different option from what they offer as center stage off it's a bit frustrating because like all the ingredients are there like every external webcam that i do have They all have their own little software thing you can run. And they all have, like, the three webcams I have right now in front of me, they all have the option for you to to crop, like, zoom in or out, and to pan around. So you have little arrows, and you can move around where you want a crop to be. And, like, Apple has all the ingredients. They just don't want to give that setting, which is very Apple-like. Exactly. And at that point, that's the deal-breaker one. If Apple fixes this, I would have kept the monitor. And maybe I would consider repurchasing this monitor (laughs) as as, as it is (laughs) if they had that ability of just show me a regular crop, non-wide crop that is static when I disable center stage. Mm -hmm. Now, in addition to that, uh, there's two other problems. One, the image processing is bad. (laughs) So shadows are lifted too much. So the image is not very contrasty and the the colors look washed out. So you kind of look super flat. So that's another problem that's most likely due to image processing, like some of the way they manipulate the image. We know this from years and years of iPhones. They take as much input as they can from these somewhat crappy sensors and then they apply a bunch of software processing, machine learning models to try to make sense of this image, adapt the colors and do all that processing to get to the end result image it seems like the way they're doing it with this product is just not producing great results and that seems to be what they're interested in fixing in software is like some of the ways that the the image processing is not quite up to par there and then the last one is the image is kind of grainy it's not very sharp and i think that is just a fact, a way of sort of a side effect of using a wide angle camera instead of a more traditional lens. So mm-hmm. that I don't think there is much to do about that, right? Like it won't, the image won't all of a sudden be way sharper because of this, because what's happening is it's taking a big image that's 12 megapixels and then cropping in like all the way, like maybe 50% into the middle of the image. And so there's not a lot more resolution that they can use. So that last one, not really fixable. The other ones are all fixable. So the question is, couldn't Apple just fix this in software? They've said that they would fix it in software. I would say yes. All of these things, Apple could give an option. Hey, give me the entire wide field. Give me an option that's like a crop static. They could do a thing where you like draw your square on where you want to focus the camera and leave it there. They could do a million different things in software. And I think it's all within the realm of possibility that they could do all or any any of these things. The question is, how likely are they to do that? And so far, Apple has issued one statement that's essentially a sentence. (laughs) Is that they're looking into the issues that are happening. And there are sometimes like processing of the image that is coming out not as intended. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of paraphrasing here. I don't have it in front of me. But what they're saying is that sometimes 
the image doesn't look the way they intended. Mm -hmm. All of the issues that I talk about with center stage, they're not problems that are happening sometimes in certain conditions. It's the way, yeah, it's the way it's designed. It is literally things are happening all the time, right? So what I think they mean by the software update is figuring out why the image processing can sometimes have slightly weird results. I think that's something that they're fixing. Everything else, I don't think there's any proof in reality that they're interested in fixing those. They could, and I would be very, very happy, and I think it would make a lot of sense for them too, and I think they should They like make this product so much more appealing to way bigger percentage of people. It doesn't mean they're never going to do it. There is just no information out there that you can plausibly come out saying yes like there is sort of signal that they are intending to fix this so for me i was looking at my return window and the return window was about to expire and i was like so what am i going to do what do i want to do it was basically like i feel pretty confident that they'll improve somewhat the processing i did not feel like there was any evidence that suggested that my issues were going to be fixed and so i didn't want to take that gamble and hope that apple would come in and add these additional features that they hadn't designed. And I would say like generally there's more evidence that if Apple doesn't design a thing with that idea in mind, that they're not going to come back and add that feature. Like the same way that, for example, like this iPhone 13 has the uh, variable rate display. People were talking about, hey, like maybe it would have an always on display and maybe it would ship later. It's like, we're still waiting. (laughs) Like there's no always on display. And I do not think that they're going to announce an always on kind of functionality unless they release a new model and they're like, hey, this model can now do that. So that's it. In addition to that, people are asking me, so what are you going to be using instead? Like what kind of like Ruber was asking me, like lots of different people were asking me, you know, what else would you either use or recommend? I was replacing an LG Ultrafine 5K display. This is a display that I've had for six years. The camera quality is way better than the studio display. That's another misconception. People are like, there are no good cameras built into display. I agree. (laughs) There are no good ones. But there are decent ones. The six-year-old LG Ultrafine display that is, doesn't seem to be doing any like fancy software tricks or anything like that, that is a pretty standard camera, is like the bar that I expect. I think it should be at least around that level of quality. That is a product that already exists, that has existed for six years. You'd think if you go back six years ago, how was the camera on the iPhone? Actually, it was probably better than... <laughs> studio display camera anyways but there's been huge amounts of improvements and i don't want any of it (laughs) you can just give me a similar quality that i currently have right now and i would be perfectly happy with that so what i'm doing is i'm just going to continue using the lg display that i already have i just thought that because the camera experience was so poor on the studio display that i would just continue using the display i already have that's working fine He's using a very, very similar panel. So that's what I've chosen to do. And I'm basically going back to waiting for a new display from Apple, (laughs) whether a pro studio display, maybe, maybe like I can jump on that bandwagon or maybe at some point if they want to rev the studio display and give it an improved camera or improve the software or something, kind of going back to waiting mode. And then another question that I saw was, what if you have to buy a new display right now? Like you've just been working out off of your laptop for a while and now you want a display. Do I recommend getting the LG 5K or do I recommend getting this studio display? I think the question there is personally, if I didn't already have the LG, I probably wouldn't buy a new one. Mm-hmm. And so if you have no monitor, 
I think I probably would recommend getting Apple's Studio Display, but I would say if you do any amounts of like remote meeting, then you have to get <laughs> external webcam. I do not like how external webcams look, no matter what they look like. You know, the Opal one, which maybe we're going to talk about later. Uh, like people like send me a bunch of different recommendations and they all look bad to me. Maybe the only one that looks okay is the Rafa's uh, upcoming eyesight. Uh, <laughs> camera so maybe once you figure out how to make them and like fit them into the package you can mail me one uh, but other than that most cameras don't look good to me and I already have a display that has a built-in camera the whole point for me to get this display is to get something that looks nicer on my desk and then just shoving a camera on top of it is not really accomplishing that for me yeah that was the thing where are you coming from it was already a very minor upgrade for things that a lot of people wouldn't care about too much which is effectively how it looks and like to build quality and all because yes. uh, in actual terms of uh, shorter speakers are better in the studio but like the panel is very similar and then the camera is worse so all in all i think you still have a negative uh, balance if you are i guess if you ignore the build quality <laughs> yeah exactly just i just the only one question i have uh, is if you disable center stage and you get that like poorly cropped thing, uh, if you were to adjust the monitor so you would tilt it down a little bit, effectively you try to correctly frame yourself, how would then the display look like? Would that be like unusable to the tilt? Would it be too aggressive? It really depends on people's thresholds. For me, it would not be a desirable angle where it kind of looks like a mm-hmm. inverse trapeze. <laughs> Whatever, like the the screen is tilted forward so much Mm -hmm. that is just doesn't look good. Like that's not really how I want to be using. It's just just like sad, just sad. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, exactly. So it just wasn't really a thing that I wanted to do. It is possible. I've seen some people do it. Like they've sent me screenshot and images, but that's not really how I Mm -hmm. like to use my display. I wonder, like the ratio of people in where the center stage turned off, like they have unusable crop. How many of them are using the height adjustable stand? And so maybe the display is too high up. Yeah. Then I think so. They would consider. Yeah, I think that's the case. And that's why you can only see their forehead or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think if it was me, if I was in your situation, knowing myself, I think I would keep the studio display and just like rearrange my furniture or my desk or something so that it's not facing the hallway. But I'm weird like that. I'm way too willing to compromise to whatever, <laughs> to get the thing I want <laughs> to make it work. Yeah, the problem is not really possible <laughs> given my layout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. But I think it's ironic that one of the big reasons, like the turns that were keeping you away from a uh, pro display xcr was the fact that it didn't have a camera mm-hmm. and now here comes a, the finally the our savior the <laughs> apple affordable display and then the camera is the problem the problem is that it has a bad camera yeah i mean i think we've talked about this before but yeah a camera is important to me yeah i mean it's important to me too so i have like 10 here and <laughs> <laughs> for me it's like first image quality uh, slash build quality two is camera third is speakers yeah what else there is <laughs> so all right i feel like we can finally have closure on this topic until in a couple of weeks where we have wwdc and they'll yeah they'll announce the pro display xcr can you imagine next week they release an update and <laughs> 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 they fix everything i would love it to be honest i think it would be great if they fixed it okay i feel like we should set a countdown or like a little widget until WWDC, Ooh. so that we can finally see the new Mac Pro. 
if only there was a way to like add such a widget, where is the uh, what's the state of the beta? Last time we spoke, you were making some progress, some good progress, and we talked about launch strategies and all that. And then I said I was going to ask you in the next episode. So what's the status? Yeah, so I have done my homework. <laughs> um, <laughs> I made a lot of progress. So last time we were talking, I was working on an about screen. I just submitted uh, an update to test flight that has the new about screen. Mm-hmm. And I feel pretty happy about it. I've also did what you suggested, which is only allow a single event to be created and edited. Sorry, y'all. Uh, when you're in a free mode. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> you can blame it on Rava. And uh, yeah, I've just like polished up a bunch of little things. When I submitted the test flight, I was like, I think this is done, question mark. I still have a, a bit more testing to do and just making sure that it looks right in every like situations and every like compact modes and stuff like that, like all sorts of different devices. So I need to do more testing. I need to like reread all the content, see if I want to make any tweaks, any typos and stuff like that. But I think for the most part, It's at a good place right now, I think, where it's almost done. So I'm hoping that I can submit this soon-ish. Heck yeah. Uh, I'll need to take screenshots and like do all of that, uh, which I'm really not looking forward to because uh, that seemed like a lot of tedious work. But um, yeah, I'm on track. Cool. Good job. I'm really proud of you and can't wait to see this actually go live. It's so close. It's so cool. I have a couple notes to you, but I'll, I'll, I can give them offline. All right. Great. All right, I mean, online because offline would be weird. I have to. Yeah, everything's online now. <laughs> write you a letter. Um, <laughs> cool. All right. Once again, I'll ask you more next week. It's looking really good. All right. Thanks. Are you excited or nervous or what's the feel? Uh, no, I'm just excited to get it done now. <laughs> Heck yeah. I feel like it was probably the last push, like where I feel generally happy about all the different areas of the apps. There's maybe a few little things where I'm like, oh, like maybe when you delete an event, it'd be nice to have like an extra confirmation or like there's a couple little things, but just like, you know what, this is totally fine <laughs> the way that it is. Yeah. I think these are things that I can easily improve after the fact. The one thing that I may be feeling an- anxious about is I don't know if I want to do a ton of like huge marketing about it. I kind of just want it to be out there and exist into the world, but I don't know how much I want to be on this like press tour of like launching the app and like trying to beg publications to write about my app because it is a little app. There's not a ton to, to really write about or anything, but we'll see. I mean, I think it'll be just like a handful of emails, you know, tweets, get some like a video for Twitter or something yeah. going or something cool and that's probably it i mean if it's not if it's more than that that's a good problem to have <laughs> but like i wouldn't go in expecting is going to be a big marketing thing because usually it isn't you know yeah exactly which is totally fine by me <laughs> right i just want it to be available on the the app store that's it right uh so yeah cool all right this is cool Good job. Thanks. Let's talk about uh, non-follow-up topics. But before we do, I'm really excited about this one. We have a returning sponsor. This week's episode is once again sponsored by Around. So last time we talked to you about Around, there was one big difference. Uh, we were using it and have been using it uh, to record this show. And that was mainly my experience using it. And I told you all about it. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe I should start there. Around is a new take on video conferencing apps. Instead of having the, the traditional like big window with a bunch of little floaty heads, this one is like a UI that stays on top of whatever you're doing. 
so it's great for collaboration. So you can share your whole screen and just have the little bubbles around. I've, I've been using it primarily that way. And when we're recording, like we have floaty heads with it around, but then it's just floating on top of our, you know, the rest of our computer. We have show notes here. We have a bunch of stuff here. But since then, I've started using around at work. So my company at Along. Uh, which some people have mistakenly called around before. <laughs> I guess the names are pretty similar. Uh, but at along, we use around for all of our calls. And I've had the, the opportunity to experiment and try all their other features that they have, not just for collaboration, which, by the way, is I think the biggest, strongest feature set that they have. And they've been, you know, designed a lot of stuff around that. But they have a bunch of fun team bonding, you know, I don't want to call them silly because that sounds like it's not great, but it's good, fun features so they have this campfire mode and that's what we use for all of our stand-ups and it's literally like we see a big window with all the floaty heads around a big campfire mm. and you literally have like a little fire <laughs> animation thing that you have to tap in the middle to like ignite it so it's not on by default <laughs> you have to work for it yeah we're all like in a little circle if you start tapping the little center some sparks would go up and like some flames would start and so anyone like sometimes I just find myself like on the trackpad so it doesn't click or whatever when i'm tapping but i'm just tapping the center to keep the flame alive and that's super <laughs> fun <laughs> and then they also have a bunch of like music and games and like audio effects sound effects like I, we use this a lot like a retro style like tron legacy style background with like retro music as well and it just creates this cool mood so it's really designed to make these calls like just way more fun and they've been they succeeded at that it's super reliable you know like compared to all the other video conferencing apps the, around is super reliable always works has a bunch of like fun games one thing they're also we just tried it for a little bit but i feel like now it's for it's research i should use it more but they have a bunch of built-in games you can just play with your team so you can start a code name yeah i love code names <laughs> boom it just starts a whole window like the whole team uh starts playing that so they have a bunch of more that i should again do my research and look at i'll tell you more next week and yeah it's super fun again i knew it and i used it before primarily for their collaboration tools which are great but oh boy they have this whole other set of features for like team bonding and for making remote teams just more interesting different like more interactive than before than just looking at a grid of video feeds so that's it for a round. You should definitely try like with if you use a thing at your company, try this with like just a one-on-one or like someone in your team. Just try it. If you need an excuse, if you need someone <laughs> to get on a call to try it out, give it a shot. Their website is around.co. That's A-R-O-U-N-D.co. And uh, they have a wonderful website, which I think we also talked about last time they sponsored. And God, it's still really good. <laughs> mm. Give it a shot, uh, around.co. And um, it's uh, free. Sign up, try it out. And if you're like, wait a minute, Rafa, I don't trust any of those like marketing channels. I don't trust them. They're all just a bunch of liars. Well, first of all, I would say, you know, get help, you know. <laughs> uh, but second, you can check out, um, see replies and mentions on their Twitter account. That's at around underscore HQ. See what people are saying, you know, and not just their marketing channels. <laughs> around is great. Around is great. We really love it. And it really shows the importance that they put on design. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they really thought very carefully about how they designed their product to something that, you know, we've sort of taken video calls kind of for granted. 
Neuron was like, hmm, like all of these are kind of doing it wrong. There's a better way to do them. And so it's a video call app that you'll actually enjoy using. So it's great. All right, thanks to Around for sponsoring Layout again. Nice. I know we were talking about Around, but can we just take a moment to talk about how Codenames is possibly one of the greatest game ever invented? It's good. It's good stuff. It is so good. I have this theory that for these kinds of like board games or card games or like these kinds of things that for me the best games there's like a ratio of how complex is this game to (laughs) how much fun and enjoyment can you get out of the thing and i feel like the less amount of work i have to put in to learn this game or to teach it to other people the better and I feel like Codenames like really hits the sweet spot on this that like you almost don't have to tell people how how to play and they can just watch one game and they'll pick up on it very, very quickly. And the entire fun of this game is in the arguing with other people about what it should be, what it shouldn't be, and like what they should pick and blah, blah, blah. It's such a fun game. It's just, yeah. If you've never played Codenames, do yourself a favor and try it out. We are not sponsored by Codenames. But. Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> yeah, the first Christmas after COVID or during COVID, I guess, it was the first time we spent Christmas away from home and we wanted to play Codenames with our family. And then I looked at the, they have an online version actually, mm-hmm. uh, but couldn't find like a way to play it in Portuguese and like, you know, my family. So I needed right. like a Portuguese version. So Debs and I, before we had kids and we had a bunch of time, uh, we've built like a custom version of code names just so that we could include our own words in Portuguese. <laughs> And so we built that whole thing and it was a lot of fun. And I think it was like really the first project that Debs and I like worked on together. Mm. So I just took care of like design, she took care of all the back end, all the, the, the front end of it as well. And it was super fun and it was a success. And I tweeted about it like, hey, this is super fun. We built a custom version of Codenames. And then the official Codenames account replied saying, but by the way, we do have a Portuguese version. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, whoops. Well, that's great then. I really couldn't find it. Like, I looked for it. I was convinced there was one and it, for some reason couldn't find it. And I just checked that that version is still on. It's custom-codenames.netlify.app. Not that it matters, but that was fun to build. Cool. That's it. Oh, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> looks great. Probably looks better than the official one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but that was fun. That is very cool. So I guess if you want a custom version of Codenames that you can easily run, the source code is in the thing. You can just fork it and I think it's either a JSON or just like a text file where you just drop in all the words you want and you can fork it and make your own, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. The version with images is also really good. I play with my parents and my family who like mostly speaks French mm. and then uh way my boyfriend speaks English. And so we have this like bilingual codename game. That's been a really fun. Nice. Never played that one. Cool. So here in the show notes for topics for today, we have two. Elon Musk's attempt at taking over Twitter and Severance. We don't have a lot of time. So I would say we would pick one. Ah. <sighs> Are you really going to make me do this? Yep, because I'm three minutes away from starting a dance. Okay, well, I have to talk about Severance. <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Elon Musk. But... Welcome to Layout, a show about technology design and 
I guess everything else that includes TV shows. I think we should change the order. <laughs> a show about everything else and sometimes design. Um, yeah. We have to talk about Severance. So sorry if you're interested in the Elon Musk thing. But <laughs> All right. Severance is a show that I've recommended here a couple weeks ago. Like It's been a while now. Mm-hmm. And it's a show on Apple TV Plus that I feel like... Yeah, I'm trying to think of the last time that this happened. I feel like it's been a long time since I've seen Twitter like so enthusiastic about a show you know like in general when was the last time that it felt like almost everyone was watching well it was like squid games then it was euphoria season two then it was euphoria really euphoria didn't really take over my twitter at least on my twitter like lots of people and tiktok as well i loved it and then it was inventing anna everyone was watching and then it moved over to severance (laughs) didn't take over my twitter okay Now, like for the past, what, like two weeks, everyone's been watching Severance. So what do you want to talk about? I'm actually curious because do we need to sound, uh, fire off the spoiler horn? Yeah, I think so. Like it's just going to be a spoiler conversation with a lot of things that I really like. I always feel like coming in with no information is always the best way to go into it. Mm -hmm. So you kind of gave your pitch for it last time that we talked about it when you recommended it. I think that's as much information that people should know about uh, going into this and they should just trust us that they're going to enjoy it. Yeah, trust us. So go watch it and then come back. If you're still listening, <laughs> you should trust us. Yeah, trust us. It's good. It's good stuff. Okay, what what if then let me propose something. We talk about our dear recommendations for the day. We, we wrap it off saying, you know, follow us on Twitter and then we talk about Severance Spoilers. So for people who don't want to get spoiled, they can keep listening. They don't have to jump around, even though we do have chapters and we put a lot of work on those. What do you say? So people can just like, you know, if I don't want to hear about spoilers, they can still listen and we'll let you know when it's safe to go. Yeah, that's great. Let's do it. <laughs> I kind of forgot about recommendations, to be honest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some people's favorite part of the show. And we've been so consistent. It's the one thing we've been doing every single episode. We never miss one. That's true. So proud of us. Like Even follow up. It's probably a close second. Not always. Sometimes. I was thinking about uh, recommendations recommendations and <laughs> i always whenever i think about old recommendations i always remember when uh, when brian recommended lost <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite recommendation ever <laughs> i'd forgotten about that that's true so, hi brian shout out <laughs> that was a really good recommendation actually i'll see if i can dig up the episode and put in the notes if you want to re-listen that was a good one all right so do you want to start why don't you tell us about your recommendation this week? Episode 55 with our powers combined with Brian Lovin and Bryn Jackson. Recommendations. Lost. <laughs> Adidas NMDR2, Jarvis Standing Desk, and Eight Sleep. Ah. I guess. In Darth Vader comic book, My Brother, My Brother, and Me, Overwatch, and How to Quit Smoking. <laughs> we had a lot of recommendations. That was the book... <laughs> That's a lot of, I mean, so Bryn and Brian were on, so we were four of us. Anyway, episode 55, that was wow. posted on April 27th, uh, 2017, five years ago. Amazing. What the heck? That's incredible. Anyway, okay, uh, my recommendation, we touched on it or teased it a little bit earlier today, but my recommendation today is the, the fancy, cool new webcam that all the cool kids have. Uh, <laughs> it's called the Opal C1, and I, or last episode, I did 
mentioned that I've ordered one and it was on the way. I think by the time the show was live, I've already tweeted about it. And so my initial impression with this webcam, which I was very excited about, kind (laughs) of, but I was excited to try and someone gave me a a code. So, you know, you need a code to be able to order. Mm -hmm. Although, by the way, people, I don't have codes, right? (laughs) Stop asking me. Seriously, I can't think of the last time anything I've tweeted, like so many DMs. Oh, really? People asking me for codes. Like, I'm not kidding. It was like in a 20-something people kept asking me for codes. I don't have codes. I don't know how people become, you know, get in possession of codes. I don't have them. Uh, I just, someone gave it to me. How did you get one? Because <laughs> someone gave it to me on Twitter. Like, hey, by the way, I got a code, but I, you know, maybe they didn't want to buy it anymore. I don't know. And so they gave it to me. Yeah. So anyway, so they were like, hey, here's a code. You have 24 hours, you know, then it expires. Hmm. If you want to order, here you go. And I felt like I don't really need it or want it that much but it felt like these codes are so rare like (laughs) i should just get it and since it's so rare even if i don't like it i shouldn't have any problem just selling it Mm. uh that's my thinking and so i got it and uh here's my experience and then you know i'm recommending it so you know spoilers i kind of like it but the whole unboxing experience was really good really really good build quality of this really good it comes at a price 2.99 to be exact (laughs) this is not a cheap camera but i am really excited and i really like the fact that there's a new company no it's a brand new company making tasteful somehow like different like good build quality good packaging design everything it's like good quality you know so that is really exciting Uh, honestly the last company i think that that kind of made me feel something like this was probably nest Mm. like oh here's a brand new company coming out of nowhere trying to disrupt or you know innovate in a market and they all carry this like taste and attention to detail and they care about quality well that nest didn't end up in the way i hoped it would (laughs) but uh but this so this one you know i'm just glad that this exists and they're doing this again the whole experience unboxing it setting it up was top notch and then using it it was a bit of a letdown that initial impression was a bit of a letdown i tweeted this and i can post tweets uh, the links to all these tweets i posted i was a bit underwhelmed by the quality because their whole pitch is like this is dslr quality webcam thing and then i tried it side by side with my existing logitech 4k something and it was underwhelming it looked worse really it looked mm. super overexposed and all and so i was like wah, wah. but then uh, i had some people you know dming me and, and suggesting like oh we should do this thing you should to go on manual controls and lower the exposure a bit and i even had the ceo of opal dm me like by the way i think you should <laughs> tweak this and that and and after i did dig in their app and set it up you know try to make it look as good as it could the end results like now without a doubt this is the best looking camera i've ever tried but it's easily better than any of the built-in cameras that i've tried in computers or displays or whatever but i do not have a built-in camera on my display <laughs> so i was already like had to have a little turd thing on top of my display <laughs> <laughs> and out of all of the ones i have and i've tried which by the way is the logitech 4k something something it's not the brio but i think the internals are the same as the brio but they market this as like the one for the xdr display mm-hmm. which just means that it has a little magnetic thing stand so I have that. I had the Lumina, which is also like a fancy new webcam, AI-based webcam, which has been in a box since I moved and I could not find it, but I did find it a couple of days ago. <laughs> and so now this one. So all of all of those, the Opal is definitely the best one. Build quality is way better than any other ones. But this design is a bit like, you know, it's a statement <laughs> and it's a statement I don't know if I would like totally subscribe to, which is the biggest annoyance that I have with this is that it's the fact that it's not centered, mm-hmm. like the lens, it's not centered with the body. Would you say it's unapologetically plastic? <laughs> <laughs> 
First of all, it's not plastic. That's great. Oh, it's not. No, this whole thing is like metal. It's like a, it's heavy. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't expect that. Yeah, even the stand is like metal. Yeah, and it's heavy, but it has this like rugged finish to it, mm-hmm. which is also like different. Mm-hmm. I mean, if this is plastic, I would be very surprised because I know the back, it's definitely metal. Is it cold? Oh, I mean, now it's very hot. It gets really warm. Oh, okay, because you've been using it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I need to double check this, but I'm, I would be surprised if it was plastic, but maybe it is. And maybe it's just great plastic. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to post again. And links to the show notes i have a bunch of like comparison shots i just you know took the picture with all the webcams i had i'm gonna post a new one uh with including the lumina which is another one i had around but couldn't find it at the time and i guess my whole like webcam saga is gonna end when i finally have my frankenstein moment where i can revive my eyesight camera <laughs> yeah. which uh there's been some updates so i've had my friend uh, pim they already printed me the whole internal casing thing that was like the one thing i would have to find a way to get right i would need access to a 3d printer so i've had that so you know he's gonna give it to me send it to me real fast i already have all the components so i can't wait to test that and if it's really bad i suspect that the lumina one i could just tear it apart (laughs) and i think it would fit the eyesight one okay so anyway that's it you know i guess you need a code don't ask me one. I don't have one, but join their waiting list. You know, the website links in the show notes if you want to get one. Their website is also cool. It's made by Green Chameleon. Yeah, I love the website. Which it's the same agency that um, made the Superlist website. Oh, okay. That's that's cool. Yeah, they're good. That's it. Nice. That's great. The one thing I would say about the Opal, one of the things that I find a bit unfortunate about it is I think they've designed this camera to look great as a standalone product and less in context of thing that sits on top of your monitor. Like when I look at the Mm -hmm. shots of it in someone's hand, it's like, this looks amazing. I think the challenge is when you put it on top of a monitor, the fact that the lens is not centered is means the body of the camera is like not can't be centered on your screen and stuff like that. So I'd love to see future versions of it that is designed more with the intention of how is it going to look on a monitor on a desk versus as a standalone object. You know what's the best way to mitigate that problem? The fact that it's not centered? What? You just get like the biggest display you can get and then the fact it's not centered. Oh, it's harder to see. (laughs) Harder to notice. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Or could you put it like you basically tape it behind your monitor like instead of making it oh i guess you would have to rotate the image but like you just like rotate it and it's just like stuck to the back of your display yeah i thought about that just rotating it because uh, i guess like this the right side of it like that's probably where the microphone is yeah because it looks like speaker holes but it doesn't have a speaker so i'm assuming it's a microphone uh so i assume covering that wouldn't be great uh, but i don't use that microphone so i guess i could rotate it hide like half of it behind the display i guess that's what you're saying <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think since they're all fancy and they have their app running with a bunch of like manual controls, one thing I would love to have is a way to rotate the camera. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I assume the sensor size is like, what, four by three or something. So it still give me like good crop, even if I rotate it. Yeah. I don't know. I've already had like a little hammock thing for my, <laughs> not a hammock, but a little stand behind my display that right. I would hide my Logitech one. No, I need to do that with this one. Uh, that's very funny. Also, I'm looking at their website. <laughs> okay. How do you feel about their $4 a month uh, software subscription? They say that it's free for early customers, so I'm guessing it will be free forever for you. But is this something you'd be into, like paying the $4 a month so that you get to keep using your $300 camera? No, that doesn't sound right to me. That doesn't sit well with Mm -hmm. me. Uh, Right now, their software is still in beta. So there's a bunch of stuff that you know 
that like they advertise it, but it's still like it's not something you can use today. Like for example, the uh, gesture control. Like you should be able to gesture control. Yeah, so you would do like you would do this pinching movement on a camera, and that would like trigger, let's say, center stage or something, or the they have a center stage like. Oh, okay, interesting. Or you would do like I don't know, up or down, or like blur or something. I don't know, you like gesture control. Oh, that's what that okay. is. Oh, look, toggle face lock with a click. Toggle video on or off with a peace sign. So there you go. We'll do a peace sign, it would turn it off. <laughs> so that's not available yet. It's just like, you know, grayed out in the app. Uh, there's shortcuts, apparently. There's still, I guess, grayed out. They could very easily make this whole camera like a hand mirror-like app. <laughs> I guess it would only work if it had an Opal, but I don't know. Maybe I should sell hand mirror to them. <laughs> so, yeah. So, whatever features they throw at it, it doesn't sound like it would be worth a monthly subscription. Mm-hmm. Especially on top of a already one of the most expensive cameras you can get. So, I don't know. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll add more stuff to it. I hope I don't have to deal with that because I'm an early customer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, some of these things too, I think they'll... I wonder if they didn't put that in there as like, hey, like that might be something we would be interested in doing. And so let's have it on the website so that people aren't shocked if we ever have to do this. But Mm -hmm. I think they probably get the feedback that, yeah, I don't know about this monthly subscription. (laughs) Yeah, even if they decide to not do it right now, it is a good incentive to buy it early. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you have them, you know, 4000 a month and then scratch off like free for early customers. So. Yeah, for sure. And I would recommend people look at your picture. You've had like side by side comparisons. Um, so we'll link those in the show notes. And so people get a, a good sense of what are the comparison with other cameras you have. Just last thing on their website, it says the $4 a month subscription includes unique features, whatever, uh, access to exclusive new features released each month. So they're already committing to a big feature each month, which, okay. They replace your device if it breaks at no cost. So it's almost like, you know, warranty or whatever insurance Mm -hmm. and exclusive access to Opal accessories. I don't know. I don't know what that means. (laughs) They never mention any accessory. Uh, maybe like different like lenses, like fisheye lenses. I, I don't know. So yeah, it's very early, but it has a lot of potential. I'm excited to see what they do in this space. But yeah, it still feels very, very early. All right, cool. All right. Uh, my recommendation is definitely not as much of a like big product like the Opal. It's uh, just this website. It's called goods.wtf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's basically a website that lists out a whole bunch of nice looking products. I'm always a sucker for these. It's not really a novel idea by any stretch of the imagination. Like I've seen a version of this like many times before, but I always like them somehow. <laughs> like I always mm-hmm. find myself browsing through them and looking at the products and seeing if there's anything I don't have I'm interested in. So if you're like me and always looking to uh, find cool products that look good and that are sort of designery, uh, I would recommend it. <laughs> you can go check it out and there's different categories and you can kind of see what the products are. And this is made by a friend of the show, uh, Siddharth, who also had, I believe, both of us on his other personal side project, yeah, which was, I'm blanking out on the name now, but like a office setup kind of, I think it's called Setups. I'll have a link to that in the show notes as well, but where you can see different designers set up. So setups.co. There you go. Yeah. So it's very in line with the <laughs> same interests as that website. Totally. So, good one. Yeah. Check it out. 
already found a bunch of stuff in there cool all right this is the time of the show where we tell people to follow us on twitter so you can follow us on twitter we are at layout fm i am at rafa hari and kevin is at vernal kick it's a great place for you to get in touch with us if you desire to do so you can let us know like if there's anything you'd like us to, to know or if you have any corrections or suggestions or whatever tweet at us if you don't have a twitter account wow <laughs> Uh, but you can go on our website also, <laughs> layout.fm, and uh, there's a way to contact us via email. Uh, there's more information if you are interested in sponsoring that our show. It's a great way, you know, to support the design community <laughs> and support our little project that we've been doing for way too long. <laughs> Seven years or something? <laughs> yeah, that's where that's where that is, layout.fm. Our huge thanks once again to Around for sponsoring Layout. They're back, and I'm super happy they are. Check them out at around.co and then try out a super cool, fancy, new way to run uh, video calls. That's Great. it. intro is wild huh uh-huh. i actually don't remember what we were talking about in the real show <laughs> it's like for me my reality is i'm always in the upside down you know? so i know nothing about design actually i can only talk about tv shows <laughs> this is uh, rafa's audi and kevin's audi uh talking <laughs> man what a cool show, huh? Oh, I love it. Original. I was so skeptical at first when you told me about it, right? Because I told you, I feel like most shows on Apple TV Plus, mm-hmm. they have an interesting premise and that's it. <laughs> they kind of, and you're not wrong. They kind of don't go anywhere after that. But I was like, you know what? Rafa recommended it. I started hearing a bunch of people talking about it. And I was like, let me give it a shot. From the first, you know, few seconds of the first episode, I was immediately hooked and interested in the premise of it. I mean, first, the way that it's shot is just like absolutely mm-hmm. remarkable. It's such a cool effect when they are going through the elevator. Yeah. I forget what that effect is called, but, you know, so you would get move your camera and move the zoom, the lens at the same mm-hmm. time to get that. I feel like that, that has a name. Yeah, there's definitely a name and I know what you're talking about, but I yeah. <laughs> can't find it at the moment. That's cool. Because like seeing it, I was like, oh, I know exactly how to do yeah. this. You know, it's not like, how did I do it? So I was like, oh, <laughs> but it's and it's also not original, not new, but it was so appropriate. Like, so, oh, it's a cool, interesting way to do that trick because you kind of need something, right? Mm-hmm. You could just do a little audio effect that, or something, I don't know, or some kind mm-hmm. of audio effect to indicate that, you know, they're changing consciousness. But I feel like that wouldn't be very satisfactory. And if they would do any cool, like crazy CGI special effect looking thing, it would not really fit the tone. Yeah, it wouldn't. So, yeah, exactly. It was really clever. I also love how they did it when they go through the door to exit, right? And they come right back, like, mm-hmm. in one motion. But it was just the way that they've sort of, in a set, it's not really a special effect, but it is a, a kind of trick that they're playing. That's It's very subtle, like... 
It's a visual effect. Yeah, but it's not flashy at no. all. It's trying to make it look like there's no effect, but kind of creates that and just that idea to that person. They're right back, even though it could have been some amount of time that's passed between the two. Mm-hmm. Just so clever, like the way they approach these. And one of my big surprises actually about this is a lot of shows that are like this, that are very kind of like particular about their aesthetic tend to feel a bit cold Mm. or sterile in their shows and there's maybe less character development and I feel like this show it doesn't let itself be sort of constrained by the aesthetic Mm. it really has a lot of heart there's a lot of stories that they want to tell through these characters and they create from the get-go like strong personalities. And so I love that. I think making me, watching the show has made me want to quit my job and then move to a cabin and never hear about corporate life (laughs) ever again. (laughs) Just like everything, right? The way that in between teams, like teams are kind of like protective of one another and like, oh, like this team, we don't know if we can trust them. And Mm -hmm. the way um, they have these sort of like lame little gifts with (laughs) these milestones and they don't really know why they're there. (laughs) And it feels like what they're doing is kind of pointless sometimes. And Does Shopify not have any waffle party if you meet your quota? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The way the sort of founder's approach to the world is turned into almost this like, cult. yeah, this cult-like religion. religion that is taught over and over again and idealized. So interesting. The interactions with the board... <laughs> <laughs> like the board is there but not really there <laughs> they're kind of like interacting through this proxy and it's just like so many elements of this like satire of just like real society is of like hey you know when you work in these companies they just like turn the dial on these things but in a way that just like really makes you think wow. about these things it was also very hard for me not to think about just IT processes with these, right? Where I'm like, I would guarantee you that if this severance process was available to companies today, so many companies would want their employees to go through that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's like oh no no because it's basically the same thing that, that the companies do with your computer right it's like no like this computer is only aware about work things like doesn't know about any <laughs> real life thing and then when you your computer is severed yeah your com- <laughs> I, I mean my computer is severed for sure <laughs> that's interesting i haven't even really thought much about that angle yeah it is literally what it is so cool. and this also really like help me click why you know i think meta's looking into you know these vr like metaverse work scenarios where it's like hey like what if when you go to work you just put on these vr goggles and you're just in your work virtual space all day long and it's like i do not want that (laughs) at all like having Mm -hmm. it control the entirety of your experience when you're at work it just doesn't sound like my idea of fun so anyways i thought it was great in just sort of like the maybe the parallels it made to real life and how i kind of love these sci-fi shows that are kind of futuristic in a way like this show is a bit futuristic retro at the same time but also feel 
like they could totally happen today. Like it's not doesn't really feel far off from where we are. I'm not sure where and when this is supposed to take place. I believe it's like today-ish. It's not an alternate universe, anything like that. It's supposed to be today. So all that like retro sci-fi looking like tech and everything they use at Lumen. It's not necessarily that that's the world they live in. That's just like a Lumen thing. Mm, I see. And that was not the only weird part of about it, even the hallways. They managed to create such an eerie world, kind of. Because, yeah, it's not retro. It's not futuristic. It's not really sci-fi. But it's also not really real. It's like a weird mix of a bunch of these things. It just makes you like on edge, I feel like. Yeah. Even like, you know, because like the Lumen thing, the actual like office building, I think at first kind of like boring and pretty normal. But then the fact that it's like you have this massive parking lot, but like mm-hmm. almost always empty. <laughs> yeah. And then you go through these like big uh, lobbies, you know, again, pretty much empty. But then you have like a locker and it's kind of weird. And they go through an elevator and, and then the hallways, you know, downstairs. Everything is like a little bit weird, but not too weird that then enters the realm of sci-fi. Yeah. It's yeah, like, exactly. it's just an uncomfortable, uh, you know, purposefully uncomfortable set. Love the tech, though. I love the design of, I love that the tech in the labels. And that was yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also like the love story between, I forget their names, like the, the two guys. Oh, Bert and Irvin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so great. Uh, it's like not really a thing. Like no one really like questions it, but it's just what it is. Uh, I think it's just so awesome. I love uh, Patricia Arquette's character. And I oh my find God. her so, so interesting scary. and mysterious. And, <laughs> and Milchik is the scariest one i think yeah milchak's also great with like the what was it that dance party thing (laughs) yeah like their physicality especially on that last episode when he was running like sprinting in those hallways yeah but still composed you know It, it was so scary and he's always like smiling a bit but you know it's not genuine, but it's also not fake. It's like a weird, yeah. unsettling smirk. It's like weird. It's like a work <laughs> context switching, basically, right? Or like trying to keep up appearances and not, not mm-hmm. let your humanity show through too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you kind of can't help uh, but have it show up. And then the... Uh, <laughs> Like the self-help book that they're reading from this like loser guy. The you, you are. But it's like how many startups have bookshelves filled with these like kind of terrible self-help books. It's like it's all there. So uh, second to last episode, the way it ended, it almost felt like just mean. The way that it ended in such a cliffhanger. Do you remind me? So I watched late enough that I effectively was able to binge watch. Oh, wow. Just like through it. Like I didn't have to wait for any episode. Okay. So the second to last episode uh, is the one uh, where they are all like as a gang. It starts with uh, Heli hitting quota. Mm. And then you have the waffle party. And then you have the whole setup like where they are. And then um, Dylan like flips the switch. Mm to wake oh, up oh right and that's, that's where it is uh, yeah i think that was the moment where I, I was like i am definitely continuing on to the next episode like there's no way i can stop here yeah like it just felt mean <laughs> to like have us wait a week like really i love all the cliffhangers i feel like that's another thing where we kind of lost that with a lot of streaming 
Yeah. Right? Where like not a lot of shows do these big cliffhangers anymore. Yeah. And this every episode really felt like a treat. Because like Apple really had to because they don't have enough content, mm-hmm. you know, just to dump everything at once to have to make it last. But in this case, in this type of show, I think it really helps. Uh, similarly to Lost and uh, like Westworld and some of the other that really invite theories and like having people talk about it on Twitter. And like, I know I've done that a lot. Even at work, like every after every stand up, we're like, "All right, let's talk about Severus now a little bit," because uh, uh, yes. it was uh, incredible. So, can we talk about theories and like, yeah, for sure, what we think is happening? Um, I like that uh, in the the creators, the writers have said this uh, initially that this has always been a multi season story, mm-hmm. yeah, which I like. So they didn't just you know use all their tricks on season one, and then if they get picked up for season two they're like well now what and that's kind of what happened to lost mm. like season two season three halfway through like the writers are like i don't know like what else you know i have no idea so in this one it feels like they have a plan yeah and they mentioned that it's like hey we know what the numbers mean right like, it's not a thing where it's like hey we're gonna fill in some of these details later like it, all that matters now is that it's yeah. it's kind of weird and mysterious it's like no 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 like right. all of these little sort of clues or uninsert things that we haven't answered in the first season there are real answers to them like we're not just like making this stuff up as we go which i think is great yeah so let's just go through the three main people who woke up uh let's go through Irvin, mark and heli i just want to get your take on like how do you read this situation and what do you think is happening there or what do you think is going to happen we can start with Irvin because i feel like it's the one that we have the most pieces to work with i think yeah so he seems like he's coming from a military background right right and that might be why he went through severance maybe because of some ptsd kind of like related thing he seems to be painting a lot he's painting that elevator so that's kind of interesting i mean something that's stood out to me with most characters it seems like their audi is actually not that different from their innie Hmm. in a way right so it's like yes he was this like company man on the inside but like towards the end kind of obviously like was very interested in, in getting out and it turns out his audi mm-hmm. was like drafting like maps of like where everyone else is and like painting obsessively these pictures of this elevator so you kind of feel like that kind of see that two lives are kind of blending into one another the same way that because he's been painting all night when he goes to work he's kind of seeing that black goop right mm-hmm. so it's like the paint, how yeah. separate are they really like there's still a lot of connection between yeah. the innies and the outies in his case i feel like either audi is trying to communicate with the innie or audi is trying to extract information from an innie mm-hmm. the ptsd angle is interesting i haven't thought about that one uh the way i read that was like i think his dad was in the military like in the navy right but i also got a sense that he was also like a in the navy or in the military or something like that and it felt like he was either trying to sabotage but like he definitely doesn't like lumen and he's trying mm. to figure it out and he's tracking all these lumen employees and he's trying to figure it out what's happening so the way i read it was like he probably went through the severance thing as a way to infiltrate mm. just to get closer and trying to find out more things now the, the elevator part is interesting because like i assume only any saw the elevator it's probably like a trauma or something. Because the fact that like he's painting all night, you see the coffee, like he's drinking coffee. Yeah. So he's 
I think trying to sabotage himself. Maybe if they are like sleep deprived, there's like you know some information leaks mm. from Eni to Audi or vice versa. I feel like he's either trying to extract or you know communicate something. Um, but the interesting thing about the elevator, because then later that episode we find out what the elevator is, is the elevator to go what do you call it, the maintenance level or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah where they send Gemma to and I'm assuming that they like kind of deactivate them or reset them downstairs and also in the painting you see that he paints the they go down to Westworld <laughs> <laughs> right it's samurai floor downstairs uh, but in the painting you can see that he painted like the red light which we see that only goes off you know turns on when someone is going downstairs mm, so if he's seen that it means that he's in that hallway looking at someone going down the elevator so now i'm thinking maybe like he saw bert getting like killed in a way like at least that version of bert that he met Mm. and now i'm like i know i'm really pushing it but now i'm like (laughs) okay so we know that irving is one of the oldest employees he's been working there for eight years bert also seemed like he's been there for a while Mm -hmm. so my theory is that they keep meeting inside and falling in love with one another once again and probably escalate to a point in where Luma needs to like reset right. them. Like let's start again. This is not sustainable because we kind of see that they they go against the rules. At some point, they're like they close down. Like no more, you lose your hallway privileges and all. And I was hearing a podcast. I don't think I picked up on that, but one person said that there's a point where someone asked him how long he's been there, and he says something like three years. Irvin? Yeah, when we know that it's actually been eight years. Mm. Oh, see? There you go. Yeah, like, I didn't catch this when I watched it, but apparently there was a moment where there's, like, discrepancies in how long he thinks he's been working there Mm. with the reality. So that would lead credence to your theory. Like, they, at some point, can even have their memory reset, even at work, right? Like, the stuff that they know at work, just like, Mm -hmm. okay, like, let's start over, let's start fresh, and then reprogram you. Also, it would explain why they've created this myth, this legend that the department's like, there was this massacre, right? They killed other people or whatever, that people from R&D, they heard a story about the refinement one. Mm-hmm. And the refinement one heard about R&D. And you remember you saw those paintings yep. with like different versions of the same painting. So it feels like these are like stories that probably Lumen creates to keep them separate, keep them away from each other. Uh, but in this case, I guess Irvin met Bert again. Remember they was like waiting for something in that hallway, whatever. So that's my theory. I still don't know like exactly what Audi Irvin wants. I don't know if Audi Irvin knows about Bert. It doesn't seem like Audi Bert knows about right. Irvin because, you know, Bert seems happy and he has a family and all. So, I don't know. There's, there's a lot more here. But, you know, curious to see where this goes. Yeah, we don't know a lot about Bert on the outside. So, no. I do say, though, about Bert in his like retirement party, whatever. And mm. when you see the tape from Audi Bert effectively saying goodbye, it didn't feel like a retirement party. He was like, what? What do you want me to say? Oh, yeah, I guess goodbye. Uh, it felt like he was probably just reading a script and like he probably have done this before. <laughs> like It was just mm-hmm. protocol. Like, you know, yeah, can you say goodbye or something? Yeah, maybe. So maybe, yeah, he's been going through mm-hmm. that. He's done that a couple of times. Yeah. What about Mark? Um, God, Adam Scott is good. 
like I find the situation with Mark and Cobell, I forget her name on the outside. Mrs. Selby. Selby, yeah. Why is she watching over him? I don't know. So much. Like, why him? Like, what's interesting about him? We know why Helly is special. Why is Mark special? It seems like, because they live side by side. Like, it didn't seem like it's, yeah. you know, it's something that she watches over everyone. She seems to be particularly interested in him. I don't have a good theory or a solid idea for this. But what I think is, she took a special interest in clearly, right? And she literally lives next door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> monitoring him very closely He's talking to his sister like there's yeah we know that mark went through the severance procedure because he was trying to get over the death of his wife that it turns out didn't die well, that's another mm. thing or did she <laughs> right the timeline of that still doesn't make sense we can get into that in a second but and also we've seen that cobell like she lost what seems like it was her mother that we see her mm-hmm. With the, like that hospital tag, something, and you see the dates, whatever, whatever. If you look closely and also read Reddit, you figure out it's probably her mother or something, because mm-hmm. they share the last name and the age would put this person as being older, whatever. So, assuming that Cobell lost her mother, maybe that's why she took special interest in Mark because she could relate to. They both lost someone, and she seems to be very interested and curious to see if it worked. Like, if the severance was helping him in grieving and getting over the death of his wife. Because, like, she would bring the candle to his wellness sessions, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From his home that probably would remember, would have him remember his wife. She would, like, can you have him have one more session or whatever? Even in the end, when, like, Milchik was like, well, clearly he doesn't remember anything. She was like, yeah, and like, but that's good. Right. Yeah. You, you know, like she was like almost hoping that she would trigger something in him. Yeah. Uh, but it never did. It never happened. So much so that in that final second to last episode, when Mark is talking to Miss Alvey, he says, you know, I think I don't need severance anymore. He doesn't say I want to quit. He doesn't say I don't want it anymore. He says, I, I don't think I need it anymore. Mm. But I got the impression that she was happy about it happy for him that didn't last too long she wanted him to do this i mean it was hard to separate at at that point she just got fired right (laughs) she seemed pretty upset about it if she is just like wants it all to just burn down at that point and she's just like happy that like she's quitting and then other folks are seem to be leaving or if there is a deeper interest in mark not needing the severance anymore i think the episode after that kind of answers that question because mm-hmm. once you figure it out what was happening their outies were or their innies were outies <laughs> well the innies were out <laughs> uh, her immediate reaction was yeah. like let me fix this let me solve this and all of her yeah as, at one point i thought she was oh is she gonna turn against lumen because yeah. she you know it felt like that's where they were headed but immediately mm-hmm. like no she's still very much devouted and she doesn't want this to happen she wants to fix it. i saw a theory online that uh, Miss Selvig has always been against Lumen that she her whole thing was to try kind of like what you said about Irving but that she tried to infiltrate Lumen to take her revenge hmm. against her mom because apparently so Lumen has been working in like the health department and there's this kind of document that there was something went wrong with some of the like health products that they were doing. And so the theory goes that her mom was sick and then Lumen was doing something that had to do with the care of her mom. Then something bad happened. Her mom died. 
And so the shrine that you see looks like a shrine to Kier, but is actually a shrine mm-hmm. to her mom. And so what she decided to do was try to infiltrate Lumen, which kind of talk speaks to why her relationship with the board seems a little weird. A little tense, yeah. And that she's like, doesn't seem to be very in control of what's going on <laughs> inside of her group. And then she was devastated when she got fired, because then that put a big wrench into her plans. And then what she saw, she realized what was happening. She saw that as an opportunity to get back inside of Lumen and get a chance to basically like get her job back. And another point that sort of added the fuel to this is when she sees that Heli is about to go and do the speech, she basically just tells them like, oh, if you do this, you're going to ruin your company. She could have just like pulled her and like prevented her to go like physically but she totally let her go and do the speech, like cutting the mic. How about like could have been so many different other things that it seems like she could have done to try to stop her. Mm-hmm. But it didn't seem like she did try to stop her at all. Yeah, it's a good so, point. So, I don't know. I thought that was an interesting theory. That is an interesting theory. Is I... it very likely? I don't think so. But there's a couple pieces that I feel like don't add up with her character. Yeah, it's a good point. It's probably also more related or tied up with the whole uh Gemma situation yeah like i don't know what's happening there like did she die the timeline doesn't make a lot of sense because it felt like she was severed before she died Gemma, because she's been there yeah how do you know this i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember like exactly what thing i read but i think at some point my interpretation was like she was severed before the whole accident and her dying and then subsequent mark getting severed i don't know but now i need to double check this interesting i didn't know that see i feel like unlike many shows severance is don't quote me on this one of the shows that immediately after finishing it i was like i want to start it again like rewatch every episodes yeah seriously my sort of take on it which again like hasn't been super researched is that Gemma died mark did the severance and that lumen is doing some sort of cloning or like taking someone's essence soul mm-hmm. and then you know duplicating their body whether it's a i mean in the case of westworld it's like you know putting them in a robot but like i don't know if it's a human clone or like what's the situation there but it would essentially mean that Gemma actually died but they've recreated this clone and so they're trying to figure out Will Mark recognize her, even if he doesn't have the the actual memories of her? It's kind of like similar ideas as Westworld. Like, is she the same person if she's a clone or not? It would also speak to the goats a little bit. Like, goats are used Mm. in a lot of experimentation around cloning. For cloning, yeah. Yeah. But it seems like she said something like she gets deactivated very frequently. And so maybe she's not human at all. Maybe she's more robot. And she kind of like comes up to essentially do the testing with Mark and then gets deactivated downstairs until the next assignment. Like, I'm not sure what's going on there, but there definitely seems like there's something that's different about her that she's not the same as the other people. She's definitely 100% more robotic mm-hmm. than any of the other innies in the story, I felt like. So the PD at some point says there are employees that never leave, mm-hmm. right? Yep. 
uh, known as any. So I guess Gemma would be one of those. Yeah. So there's like this audiobook or this podcast, right? Like, isn't there like more like another material on the world? Yeah, there's some kind of booklet. I haven't read through it yet. Oh, I found this. Uh, so Apple recently released a tell-all style Tome of Lumen that expands upon how innies become full-time Lumen-controlled staff. Hmm. The Tome of Lumen talks of a severed employee named Peggy Kinkaid who became increasingly disillusioned with Lumen and who, after vocally opposing the company, died in a mysterious school bus crash in the outside world. Hmm. So maybe that crash is like orchestrated. It's like a, a way to turn them permanently innies, if that makes sense. Yeah. So maybe that's what happened. Okay, yeah. maybe we can connect both of our theories. Maybe she did work for Lumen. She became anti-Lumen for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then they made her crash her car, which killed her in the normal world. But then she became a permanent resident of uh, Lumen. Uh, <laughs> and she, she lives in the basement now. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is getting real long. I really need to go. Uh, but I want to talk to you about uh, Hallie real quick. Yeah. I heard an interesting take on a podcast. I think it was on a podcast. Whatever. This is not my own interpretation, but like someone said that all of these other Lumen employees that we've been following, all these other characters, they feel like they live in an outside world. And then when they're inside, they are part of this like religion or this, you know, Kier dogma type of thing. While mm. Hallie seems like it's the opposite in her outside world. She's in this doctrine. She's in this whole cure world. Right. And then her innie is kind of rebelling against that. Because her innie is like feisty and she never really like subscribed to any of that, that nonsense in there. Like especially when it like contrast with Irvin, who is way more devout. Mm. Uh so it felt like her innie has always been as rebellious. She tried to quit like day one. Yeah. She tried to leave the thing on that initiation type of thing, which by the way is super interesting to see. I saw a YouTube thing. Someone added that like chronologically so you could see both her outside scenes and her inside scenes in that hallway when she's trying to leave. Oh, interesting. Through the staircase. Huh. Yeah. So, anyway, it was interesting. If take. you have a link to that, we should put it in the show notes. I'd love to see that. Sure. We'll do it. I'll try to find it. And it's been really interesting. And, and it also made a lot of sense why like Cobell was really trying to hide the fact that she tried suicide. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she tried to commit Why suicide. Why they were taking all these pictures while she was there. Yeah, exactly. Like, did you know about this? Like, you know. Yeah. Uh, and also then after knowing who she really was, which by the way, Reddit got it, mm. you know, a couple of weeks before. It made a lot of sense. Like the fact that again, that whole scene, like when she was trying to leave made a lot of sense. The fact that her Audi recorded this whole thing, like saying like, no, you know, we're not leaving. You stay there. Yeah. But this whole thing seems like it's a, just a PR stunt. Right? Really felt like, oh, mm-hmm. look, even her, you know, the hair here or whatever. Oh, someone on Reddit was like, hey, by the way, her dad, mm-hmm. I don't know their name, didn't look human. <laughs> <laughs> How did you read that? Maybe it's just like, hey. Like the real person? Jeez. Yeah, jeez, they're just old. I mean, they're still real. <laughs> old people are human too. I don't really know what you mean by that. <laughs> I mean, it's played by a real human actor. Although, the one thing that I would say is I think it's her father in the wax figure mm-hmm. actually looks a lot like an older version of Mark. Oh, I didn't get that. I don't know if it's just like, you know, white guys all look the same to a certain extent. <laughs> yeah. But just seemed like, huh, like, just same haircut, seemed very similar. It made me wonder if there was something there. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like we don't know a lot about what Helly is like 
on the outside world. She is very headstrong. And that is true. I think in both cases, right? Just like, nope, like going back to work. And then, you know, on the inside that she wants to leave at all costs. I don't know. I, it makes me wonder because I think we don't know what she's like. Maybe on the outside, she's also against severance. Why do you think? Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm like going off too much about how I feel like on the inside and the outside, they're actually more similar than different for Mm -hmm. every character that I'm like, hmm, like maybe she doesn't think it's a good idea. Maybe she's really against it. And then she's basically like making a plan for how to destroy Lumen. And she basically told her father, pretended like, hey, okay, I'm going to go through the severance thing. Like, I finally know what it's like. But there was always a bigger plan behind it that she Mm. would take it down. That's interesting. That is a totally made up idea (laughs) of this. But I, I do think there has to be more to Heli than what we've seen. And it just seems like the default explanation of like, well, she loves Severance. She's part of the family, just like everyone else. And she's evil. And that's it. Just almost seems like too easy of an answer. And so I'm I'm wondering mm-hmm. what it is. It might not be <laughs> what I suggested, but I feel like there's got to be more to her. Uh, just the last thing I want to say is I, like, I'm glad that the way they ended the show season uh, like they could have almost undermined all this character arc and like just like almost hit a reset button if they wanted you know they're like oh and now they all lose their memories did we reset all their innies and like back to square one which they can still do that might be episode one (laughs) it might be it but i like that there's like real stakes or real change like the fact that devon a mark sister like pretty sure she's gonna figure it out because mark is running with a picture of Gemma saying she's alive You know, they could still ruin this. They can just start episode one saying like, she's alive. Yeah, we found the baby. Of course she's alive. <laughs> Never mind. But I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, the fact that like Heli on stage, she was going crazy. Again, they could just say, haha, that's a joke. You know, just brush it off. But it sounded like she got tackled off stage. Mm. So like, that's harder to just like brush off as a joke. <laughs> like, why are you <laughs> tackling me? The, yeah. I don't know, CEO, but like the daughter of the whatever. So it felt like, you can't just like reset the whole plot, you know. I feel like that real consequences to the plot and some of their actions that you know makes me excited for season two. Yeah, absolutely. And I found the way that they treated, I mean, the entire season, but also the last episode specifically, and just the suspense and the way it, you know they do all of the different reveals. It just felt oh, yeah. exhilarating. Like it, most of the show, the camera is very precise, very angled, very deliberate and this one has a lot of like hand shot footage and just like fit perfectly and made it one of the most suspenseful seriously like what 45 minutes or hour long show that just 40 minutes with the tension up there and it kept yeah. it up there even the fact that like Dylan was like holding the two things and then like his glasses were sliding off his nose like that in itself was like so like you know anxiety driven <laughs> shot yeah um and for me like was like when when mark was talking to michelle like in the first time he does when he just wakes up he manages to like just you know leave pretty easily he's like excuse me and just leaves so, like oh yeah i guess you could do that yeah. like i thought there was gonna be a you know more drama around that but like okay you got this mark i feel like you got this <laughs> <laughs> even though when he was like 
How's our baby? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that too. Yeah, where I was funny. like, that is, of course, he was like, he's trying to go along with this. Mm-hmm. And so he's just like, oh, yeah, like our baby. <laughs> and realizes, <laughs> nope. I also really liked how they, the writers could very easily do a whole thing about like Mark trying to convince his sister, like trying, you know, no here i can prove to you or whatever but the whole conversation was like so quick like Mm -hmm. devon was like all right i understand what's happening i'm on your side like let's figure this out i'm here to help like immediately it was not a whole drama around that but then for me the biggest moment was when you know he's he's talking to miss sabek again she knows something's off she's on to him and you as the viewer you're like she knows you know like she she's figuring it out because she's smart and you could tell that she was like, she was really, I don't know if she knew, but she suspected something was off. Yeah. And then when he was like, you know, excuse me, I have to go. Uh, thanks, Miss Cobell. And God, that moment, like, oh, you you had it. Yeah. And I love she gets into the car and she gets to Lumen and like doesn't stop the car. <laughs> Did you also think, oh, my God, the baby's in there? Yeah. Uh, Oh, I was like, oh my god, please don't tell me the baby. Because at that point, we don't know where the baby is. Yeah, I didn't think that's a parent thing. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, yeah, my, my only thought was like, where's the baby? Where's the, did she take the baby with her? Yeah. Watch out for leakies. Oh, there's also a theory about the people at the party that all of them have been severed. Right. Like rich people, like the pregnant Because they're all kind of weird and maybe a bit childish like the guy who was like i was the one who found the baby when clearly he wasn't oh that party i thought you were talking about yeah yeah and then there was something else with like what was it with the other woman like that he was supposed to read with yeah they're all really into i just thought that was like that's like rickon's friends like they're all crazy yeah 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 they're all a little weird (laughs) yeah i don't know if it's like severed maybe maybe that that might be a good theory because the whole town is like lumen run right Mm. right like their their housing is like lumen i don't know about the whole town but it's definitely where mark lives i don't know if that includes where Devin and rick and anyway dude i really have to go uh we can talk more about this next week yeah we should wrap it up yeah so good i love it I can't wait for season two. I think, in my opinion, I know there's a lot of Ted Lasso fans out there. In my opinion, this is by far and away Apple TV Plus's best TV show. And they need to give this anything it needs in order to fully realize the vision. And who knew that Ben Stiller (laughs) had this in him? I certainly didn't, but I am... 100% 100% here for it and I love it and I cannot wait like I I'm constantly thinking about severance <laughs> like as I do things uh, and I think after this I'm gonna go and rewatch the season so it's so great awesome 